is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. Wrestling fans, to the inaugural episode of Drumroll, please. The Virginia Wrestling Roundup, presented by Cliff Keen Athletic. If that name rings a bell to you, it's probably because Bill Swink, who's on our call today, started it uh, way back in the day in 1997. And this is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network at matttalkonline.com, which is something I started back in 1997. Andrew Farah, the executive director of the Virginia Amateur Wrestling Association, uh, doesn't have anything tied to uh, either of these websites and names. But just for posterity purposes, Jason Bryant here with you, joined by Andrew Farah, Bill Swink, and Brian Hazard. As I said, the first episode of VAWA presents the Virginia Wrestling Roundup. This show will be produced monthly for uh, everybody in the Virginia wrestling community. It's already another part of the Matt Talk podcast network. If you're already familiar with the Maryland Matt Chat for the University of Maryland inside Virginia Tech Wrestling and the OD Wrestling Monarch Matt Cast, as well as some others. But it, it seems like, Bill, this whole thing has come full circle, man. I mean, we've got the Virginia Wrestling Roundups back. Matt Talk Online's back. we got shows about Virginia colleges. I mean, this this is just going to be fun. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, awesome, Jason. Uh, I, and I like the Virginia Wrestling Roundup and Matt Talk Online. Uh, you know, you and I did a lot of uh, groundwork trying to promote Virginia wrestling back in the 90s at, through today, and uh, it's kind of fun. We need to get the old logos somehow and put them back up. Uh, I got my logo up and running, but uh, the original one I still think is floating around Google Images somewhere. But uh, for those out there listening for the first time, because of course you're listening for the first time. This is the first show. Our guest today is Mr. Bill Swink, who you just heard of, who is the state chairman for the Virginia Amateur Wrestling Association. He is the head coach at Colonial Forge High School in Stafford, Virginia. Also on the call, I believe from Richmond, is Andrew Farah. He is the executive director of VAWA. Andrew, is that, uh, that where you're at, Richmond? I'm in Richmond, yeah. This is Andrew Farah, and I help coach at St. Chris and uh, carrying the tours for, uh, for VAWA around the state. And from parts unknown, our resident <laughs> comic and one of the voices of wrestling, uh, the head coach at Robinson Secondary, I had to make sure I get that right, is, uh, is, is the man who's the bane of my existence, Mr. Brian Hazard. What's going on? It's great that we're uh, putting this all together. I think that, um, you know, VAWA is going in the right direction, and we're having a lot of fun. And we hope that uh, folks that come on to listen are having just as much fun as we are. Yeah, this is a little different from the normal shows that I produce at matttalkonline.com. Again, I mentioned that we've got Virginia Tech, Maryland, Old Dominion as uh, shows on the Matt Talk Podcast Network. World Wrestling Resource, which is something I think you guys will also get a little bit of uh, info out of. That is with uh, John McGovern, the head coach at the University of Dubuque, a former UVA assistant coach. Uh, he's along with Dennis Hall, a Greco-Roman world champion, and Terry Brands, who pretty much needs no introduction because he's he's a Brands, and if you know anything about wrestling, um, he can steer a hole right through you. So those are some of the offerings that uh, I'm presenting with the Matt Talk Podcast Network, and just super stoked that that VAWA, Virginia USA Wrestling, is, has come on board with this, and uh, we'll be posting these shows at virginiawrestling.com. It'll also be on iTunes. It'll be on Stitcher. Uh, you'll be able to, to get this show and consume it all sorts of ways 
from the mobile aspect of things, so you don't have to sit at your computer and listen, although you're probably going to sit at your computer and listen initially until you figure out that, yes, this little podcasts app that's on your iPhone, uh, that's native. You can't get rid of it, so you might as well use it. But uh, as we get rid of the technical stuff, and I'm honestly, guys, I'm just I'm stoked that we're doing this, man. I'm, I'm I've, I usually feel like I'm stiff with some of these lead ins, but uh, I got Swink Hazard and, and Farrar there. We're, we're these are these are people I've spent some good times with over the years. So, uh, and for those of you that are um, maybe not as old as or have been around Virginia wrestling as long, my name's Jason Bryant. I'm a Virginia native, uh, born in Newport News, call Pocosin my hometown, Old Dominion graduate. Long-time uh, Virginia guy. I did Matt Talk Online back when it was actually a Virginia site. Me and Bill were doing things. He was doing the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, which eventually all came together as VirginiaWrestling.com. So uh, just a lot of history here. And, uh, you know, uh, first off, let's just jump right into some introductions for those that might be listening and don't know who you fine gentlemen are. Let's start with Bill Swink. Bill, again, you're the state chairman of VAWA and the head coach at Colonial Forge. Why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Wow. Um, yeah, I've been, been the head coach of Colonial Ford since 99. I've uh, been the state chairman. Uh, this is going into my third year. Started a website, uh, Jason and I almost at the same time, to try to promote Virginia wrestling. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to be – I'm very active. The older I get, the more active I even want to be um, developing the state, not just my team and my kids, but, you know, doing work uh, – getting kids recognized from Virginia, building good programs for our kids to develop their skills and be recognized. Um, and, and I'm excited uh, that, this, that we're, we're getting this show on, another way to promote Virginia wrestling. Now, Bill, originally a Western Pennsylvania guy, and a little-known fact that uh, your wife actually was a wrestling coach as well. My wife did. She coached uh, middle school wrestling uh, for several years here in Virginia. Um, it's been a while She's ago been- now. She's probably the toughest coach in Virginia. <laughs> Could be. She wants to be in the shape. <laughs> now, Andrew, you're, uh, you've been back and forth from Virginia into Texas the last couple of years. You're settled down. You're, you're the new executive director. Well, new is, is kind of relative. Uh, the recently appointed, I guess, executive director of VAWA. And talk a little bit about your position, your background, uh, you know, brought you back to Virginia, some of your coaching uh, experience, and, and what you look to bring to uh, the table at VAWA. Sure. Well, it's uh, it's awesome to be back in Virginia. I'm originally from Roanoke. Uh, then my family moved down to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and I uh, wrestled in high school at Episcopal High School in Alexandria. But uh, wrestled a little bit at UNC for CD Mock and Bill Lamb, and um, coached with Roy Hill in Northern Virginia in the Gunston Club for a couple years, and was on the Fargo staff. But uh, the past three years, I've been down in Dallas, Texas, coaching and teaching at All Boys School St. Mark's. And also coaching at the Dallas Dynamite Club with uh, David Kellgard, Kendall Cross, and uh, and I'm happy to be back in Virginia. Um, I moved back to, to take this job and uh, and help uh, continue to build the sport in the state of Virginia. So uh, I've also come full circle in a way, and uh, it's you know it's awesome being back home. And Brian Hazard, um, next question. Now, Brian Hazard, product of uh, Northern Virginia. Uh, you know, everything you, Brian Hazard knows is from his father, Kevin. Uh, Brian has a lot more hair than his dad does. I think <laughs> Brian's the cause of that hair loss, but most, most of, of it. it and, uh, and and let's just start with a simple true or false question. Hazard Tilt, Fairfax Roll, named after you. Uh, you know, it, it is. Um, 
although the people at Mason get a little angry about it, I gave a clinic a couple years ago, many years ago, to uh, Dale Bonsell, who ran the Renegades Club up in New Jersey. And then I showed it to a guy, Jermaine Jones, from Westchester Henderson in Pennsylvania. And they said, well, what do you call this? I said, well, we call it the Mason Tilt or the, you know, the, the wrist and elbow tilt. And he goes, can we call it the hazard tilt? And what was I going to say? No. Of course I said yes. So, yes, it is the hazard tilt. Some guy named Stravino kind of made that famous, too, at one point. He did. He tilted uh, Kerry Colat in the NCAAs at UNC five times with it in the match. Ended up losing, I think, 1918 in that match. Now, we'll start with the summer. All of us have been to Fargo. Some of us uh, have made it more of a home than others. Now, I live three and a half hours away from it. It's it's so nice that I moved that far away, so I can be exactly six turns from the Fargo Dome. Uh, interesting summer. We had uh, wrestlers uh, up on the podium in Fargo. New bracketing style. We also, actually, Bill, let's touch on this first. We had five coaches on international tours with USA Wrestling this summer. Yeah, we, we did from Virginia. Um, you know, Joe Russell uh, was a junior Pan Am coach that uh, actually uh, they won the junior Pan, Pan Ams. Uh, Joe's the head coach at George Mason. Tommy Owen, who uh, was our head freestyle coach here for Virginia Wrestling, was the university world coach. Uh, Rob Previs, who coaches at St. Christopher, um, he was cadet world team coach. Dale Oliver, who's one of my assistant coaches, coached the junior world team. And Sarah Bahora, or better known as Sarah Fulballen in the wrestling community, she coached at the Youth Olympic Games. So those folks were all part of uh, Virginia Wrestling and are part of Virginia Wrestling. So it was awesome to have them out uh, all over the world uh, meeting athletes and bringing back techniques. And, uh, you know, it'll help us in the future a lot. Now, as we move to Fargo, actually, let's let's give Coach Prebish a little bit of a plug. The Greco Moses himself, who uh, I guess would probably be kind of one of the originators of the podcasts in Virginia with his talk and wrestling segment. I know, Bill, you and I have been uh, yeah. known to listen and participate in the chat, and uh, we, we broke the news to him this past weekend that uh, we were doing a VAWA podcast, and he's like, what? I was like, no, we're not going to infringe on your space there, Greco Moses. <laughs> so uh, we're going we're gonna to have to get Mighty Mouse on the show he uh, as yeah, well. He enjoys having us uh, watch his podcast or listen to his podcast, so I'm sure he's going to do the same. And like you said, we'll have to get him on in the near future as well. So as we talk about all of us having good times in Fargo, I guess Fargo, for, for those that don't know, is, is very, like I said, I'm not joking when I say it's near and dear to my heart. It was really the jumping off point for my personal and professional career when it comes to wrestling. And it was because of guys like Bill Swank, guys like Roy Hill, guys like Mike Newbern, who, who brought me into this wonderful world of freestyling Greco-Roman wrestling. And I remember updating the Mad Talk online site with our Virginia results on dial-up. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day on my Gateway 2000 with a roaring fast 33.6 modem. Oh, boy, those were the days. So that's where everything got to start. And all of us have our memories from Fargo. Um, I think Brian and I might have a few more memorable ones. But you uh, are 21 now, so we're okay. I'm 35 now, which which ought to do some interesting things. Oh, for my hip hurts. Yeah. But... <laughs> Jason, what were you, 21 or 19 the first time you went out? 19 the first year out, yeah. That's scary. This has been 16 in a row. It's actually the longest consecutive tournament I've been attending. Uh, the Virginia Duels was, was, was there, and then I, I missed two years. But... So, uh, you know, and everything circles back to Virginia somehow. But with Fargo, one of the big topics this year, and Bill, I, I want you to touch on this a little bit from a state chairman standpoint, was the move from what we called vertical pairing, which was these giant long brackets with 50, 60 guys in a pool 
in some cases. I guess that's gotten smaller since they've added more weight classes. But right. uh, what was vertical pairing is gone. Now it's gone to the traditional line bracket that we're used to seeing here with high school tournaments. And first of all, Bill, give us a little bit of a background on how that process got started in motion from the USA Wrestling standpoint and, and how it was received, at least here in Virginia. Yeah, well, you know, they put it in motion uh, at the state leadership conference two years ago out in Colorado Springs, and uh, a lot of discussion. It came down to, um, we voted on it several times. It came down to one vote to change. Um, from my perspective, most of the coaches uh, wanted to stay with uh, vertical pairing. Most of the other people, wrestling administrators and uh, pairs and officials, they were more into uh, going to line bracketing. Um, so it was one, came down to one vote difference and we went to it. Um, I, I think it's still the same way. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, in Virginia, you know, I, I, I don't think from the talking to the coaches, they're not wild about it, but kind of understand, you know, more fan friendly, people can follow it easier, things like that. But it was something unique to Fargo that you could lose and still come back and win the tournament. And a lot of coaches like that. They like, they like that element. Um, and, and that's gone now. Well, one thing about it though, is from a sporting perspective, what other championship do you lose and, and still win in, in that type of advancement format? I mean, it wasn't a true knockout, but, uh, you're right. And it, it, like I said, for fr- fans, it's much better. I like the fact that there was, you know, a true quarterfinals, you knew your, your, your blood round, you had, the round of 12, you had that type of stuff. Uh, Andrew, what, what were your thoughts on it, seeing it in action? Well, I've only been to Fargo a few years, but uh, I'm old school in that I love the round robin. You know, that was just such a cool round of wrestling, and you just see so many studs knocking heads. Uh, and you just had to be in such good shape to be ready to uh, you know, wrestle that round robin and, and try and punch your ticket into the finals. Yeah, one thing I, I think from a – just a – I think it's going to help Greco – and Brian, you've actually got a Greco national title, believe it or not, uh, on your resume. <laughs> and one thing I noticed that, the, you know, the Greco numbers were a little down. Uh, they were at least trending downward. Uh, there's always been a gap between freestyle and Greco in terms of uh, participation, especially at the cadet level. But maybe these kids are going through both styles now. They're not getting – they're not going seven rounds in Greco and getting beaten up and going into freestyle and having to wrestle seven more. And you could end up wrestling 14 matches and not place. Now you've got at least a succinct number of matches you have to win uh, depending on when you lose. I mean, if you lose early in, in a bracket of 100 and, 100 and something kids, you're going to be in for a long week. But, uh, you know, Brian, as a coach, what are your thoughts, you know, when you've got a kid that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to wrestle three matches and not place. Okay, darn. Versus wrestling seven. And granted, you could still wrestle a bunch of matches and not place. But do you think the fact that you're not getting beaten up from one style to the other is going to help Greco participation as long as the schedule stays uh, Greco first? Well, I think if you're going that deep in a tournament, regardless, you're going to be beaten up. Um, you know, regardless if it's 120 people and you have 60 on each side, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to have that much many fewer matches because it's still double eliminations. You're going to lose somewhere along the line or you're going to win it all the way through. You know, to your question, uh, if we're going to raise the numbers in Greco, we need to change the whole culture of wrestling. I don't think it has to do with the bracketing system or how many you do. It has to go from the grassroots that we need kids to understand that Greco-Roman is important to helping with freestyle and with helping with folk style. Uh, Unfortunately, we have a lot of coaches 
who have a fear of Greco. They're, they don't want their kids to do headlocks. They don't want their kids to do body locks or duck unders. They want them to learn leg attacks. So we have to change the culture a little bit in order for our kids to, to be able to be exposed to Greco and at least try it. Because people that try it and do it love it. And then there's people that try it and do it and, and really, really love it. And his name is Rob Prebish. And um, <laughs> I think maybe that's why he's so short is he kept ducking all those headlocks over the years. Absolutely. But, you know, I guess we, we're, it's not fair to pick on Rob. He's not here to defend himself, but I'm sure we'll hear about it on Twitter. But uh, as we move into our, our next topic, actually, actually, I want to stay on Fargo, really, actually, real quick. First year I went out, uh, we were still flying back then. And then we went to the, the buses, and then we went to the sleeper buses, and then we went back to the buses, and then I said, screw that, I'm going to drive. And uh, I don't know how my truck made it out there, that old, decrepit piece of uh, machinery that I used to own that I believe sat at Mike Newbern's house for about a year after it blew up at the uh, Virginia Holiday Classic in Monticello, I believe. Has, that might have that been the first fair. time I think I, I think I met you. That was the first time was at that tournament. Uh, that was prior to Fargo, and it, you know it blew up, but... Uh, something VAWA has done, and I guess, Andrew, you might want to take the lead on this, is uh, it, it, we're no longer sweating through the dorms and, and dealing with uh, AC that doesn't work. Well, actually, in, in the dorms, you're lucky to get AC in some places. And uh, I noticed that uh, I stopped by for dinner one night, and you guys had dinner catered, and it was more of a, it was a real kind of team-building type of thing. You're in a hotel. You're not in the dorms. Talk about the experience that uh, you got out of it and what do you think the kids got out of changing up how you guys traveled this year. Sure. Well, Anybody from a state that is not within a couple-hour drive and has to hop on a bus, you know, uh, trying to get down to weight, getting ready to compete in the biggest, toughest tournament in the country and riding 12, 15, 20 hours on a bus, that is a beatdown. Um, and then you go and stay in dorms that aren't air-conditioned, you know, it's, that's even worse. So uh, we, we made the call to, to go back to flying. Uh, we flew the cadets a couple days before the juniors. And we stayed in hotels, air conditioned, uh, a few miles away from all the other knuckleheads on the dorms. And uh, we actually we actually saved money by catering our meals uh, rather than paying the uh, you know the the meal plans with uh, with North Dakota State. So uh, you know we're excited about that change, but you know, we really want to make it uh, you know uh, really concentrate on on making it a fun as well as a successful trip out to Fargo. Uh, you know the there are only but so many ways you can teach a double leg, a single leg, a gut wrench, uh, but there's certainly a lot we can do in building a, a Team Virginia culture. And, and uh, you know, we thought that year one uh, we'd really focus on uh, uh, making the, the time that we spend together out in Fargo uh, focused on wrestling, but, but also uh, as fun and enjoyable as we can too. And, and if I can butt in really quick, it also took – a lot of good people with a lot of good planning outside of our executive committee. Uh, people, parents who came, who catered meals, Gary Davis, who put a lot of the plans together and without the help, we couldn't do it. Uh, so we have some amazing people outside of our direct organization who really benefit our association. And all these associations, uh, Bill, why don't we just explain the structure of VAWA? And uh, first of all, let, let's, let's, let's backtrack a little bit to why uh, VAWA felt the need to, to go out and, and get an executive director, a role that Andrew has, has come back from Texas to fill. And what, what goes into that position? There's a, was there reorganization, restructuring? How did all that work? Sure. We, we had to restructure the board a little bit um, with that uh, and change a lot of the duties. You know, Andrew absorbed a lot of uh, what – 
other volunteers were doing in the past. Um, you know, we, we went to it uh, based off of Utah's model, and it's working well for them. Um, you know, we, we want to pro- provide a resource for the state in wrestling, and Andrew's that resource, and he also helps then run our organization. Um, so as the years go on, we'll become more streamlined, we'll be more productive, um, you know, and we have a career person, hopefully, in Andrew. Um, they, they can help the organization grow, um, because everybody else is a volunteer and, you know, whether you're state chairman or, or the coach's director or the cadet director, it doesn't matter. We're volunteers. We all have full-time jobs and, uh, you know, our membership has grown immensely in the last few years. We've gone from under 3000 members to over 6,000. We've gone from 200 coaches to almost a thousand coaches. Um, so, it, it takes more more hours to try to service the, uh, all the folks that we need to, and uh, yeah, having Andrew well, it, it takes a lot of that pressure away from the volunteers, um, and we, we're going to become a more efficient organization because of it. Andrew, is it, has it been everything you thought it would be? Has it been uh, kind of kind of a, like whoa, or has it been like all right, I I, I got this? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. You you get a little spoiled when you. Uh... You make the drive back from Texas. You pull into uh, the cadet and junior teams uh, in a training camp, and you got 50 of the best kids in the country there. And you know, coaches like Tommy Owen and Ross Tatum are getting them ready. Then you, you do all the summer travel. Um, but now, as we uh, as we move into the uh, the the folk style season, and you're you know helping uh, coaches and and parents uh, who aren't you know wrestling junkies. Um, there are a few woe moments there, but uh, but it's fun. You know that that means that we're helping uh, spread the sport outside of uh, you know all the folks like ourselves who are just eat, sleep, and breathe wrestling. Now you talk about the growth of membership, uh, Bill. There's a couple new youth leagues that have popped up, and uh, they're in different regions of the state. Uh, obviously, uh, you're in you're in. I don't know. Everybody considers that anything north of Richmond, Northern Virginia, even though. Uh, uh, then again, with this new 6A system, I don't even know if to even classify as Northwest region anymore. I, I don't even know. Conference 532 or whatever you're in. But you're in the northern part of the state. Hazard's in the northern part of the state. Andrew's in the southern part. And I understand Virginia Beach has got a new youth league, and uh, Loudoun County's got some new things rolling. Sure. Um, I'll talk about uh, the youth league in, in uh, Virginia Beach area. Um, we've got it going. Um, some great volunteers down there uh, headed up by – Marty Erickson Sr. Um, we have some new new clubs, some old clubs, but they're new. Um, we're coming back to the USA Wrestling Fold and, and Virginia Wrestling Association. Um, they've got a schedule of nine events down there, and uh, they're ready to roll. And, and uh, in the last couple of years, um, Jason, we've got the Northern Virginia Wrestling Federation on, in in the fold, which is one of the oldest youth leagues. We get we have the Peninsula Youth League back in the fold, which changed their name to uh, Sofa Youth Wrestling. Um, we've got the call up in Northern Virginia. We've got uh, the Chesterfield Hopewell League down in Richmond. We've got the Richmond Metro League. We've got um, Central Virginia League out around Lynchburg. So that's been happening uh, a lot. And uh, I'll turn it in, over to Andrew. Um, they opened a great new facility in Loudoun, and hopefully – Maybe other people can follow suit. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, JB, we're going to have to get you down to check out this club. But uh, 
It's in Sterling. It's called Top of the Podium Wrestling Club, and it is a uh, brand-new facility uh, run by a guy named Tom Houck. Uh, Tom um, is a PSU alum, uh, Penn State, and uh, has uh, you know really just organized uh, a bunch of wrestling junkies who are putting their own money into uh, you know um, a model that, as they say, challenges uh, the youth wrestling model or approach on every level. And uh, they have a, a little store set up so you can go in and buy shoes or headgear or whatever you need. Um, you know, two and a half brand new mats. Uh, but it's awesome. I mean, uh, we're used to, to finding the club that has mats that are uh, like wrestling on concrete. And, and this place is, is brand new. And uh, uh, they've got some pretty cool ideas that they're working on up there. So we're excited about that growth. And, and they're part of, uh, part of the federation. So, uh, Good things happened up there. Top of the podium. Uh, that's that's not a place I'm too familiar with. Uh, not just the club either. But uh, Brian Hazard, no jokes from the peanut gallery. <laughs> oh, top of the podium. Yes, I, I, I know what second place at the Bethel Open feels like. I'm just going to leave it at that. No, I was just saying, speaking of Bethel, uh, we've, got, we've got Jordan Frischkorn uh, as the new Bethel youth club coach so he's uh he's getting back involved and, and doing great stuff down there near the beach uh, and just again for geographical breakdown just because you're southeast of richmond doesn't mean you're the beach <laughs> you know so bethel's in hampton which uh, interestingly enough hampton virginia kind of on the map uh two weeks ago grand canyon university came out here to minnesota to wrestle the gophers on the bench a couple of uh guys that have spent a lot of time uh on that podium in fargo and in uh, other places around uh, Division One landscape, John Saritas, the new coach at Grand Canyon, head coach, assistant Brian Stiff, a couple uh, original PWA guys that ended up wrestling in high school in the South Side. So got some VAWA out there west too. So uh, interesting that it's it's you know you look at the youth leagues and these guys came through Northampton and the Hampton Jaguars back in the P- in the Peninsula Youth League days, went through the PWA, went through all the circuits, uh, and then you know over to Great Bridge, over to Cox. I mean they were all in the system. And that's something that uh, I guess kind of got lost there for a little bit is it's it's that Fargo it's Fargo not necessarily the tournament but it's the the cross training styles the wrestling Greco and freestyle that's going to make you a better high school wrestler and it's going to make you a eventually a better college wrestler Brian Hazard take that topic for me please as a high school coach it is awesome to have a kid who comes into your room with ten years of experience before they get in the ninth grade. Um, that doesn't mean that doesn't always translate to national champions, but it helps to have a good base of wrestling. Um, if if I'm a if I'm a high school coach, I have to create a good youth club. Without it, I don't have a program. Uh, if I'm a college coach, I want to look for those athletes who have a base, who grew up in a system uh, in, in the youth that had college level coaches who took their kids to national tournaments. And then, you know, through the high school, it's definitely a ladder system. Uh, But that doesn't mean that it it has to be like that. Like a Saeed Cargo, who's wrestling for George Mason right now, he started wrestling when he was a sophomore in high school. But he's a freak. He loves it. He has been able to be successful even without that uh, youth background. Um, But I tell you, we have some amazing youth kids coming through. Uh, through Virginia right now. We have the, the Manville kids. We have the McHenry kids. We have the Tibbetts kids. We have all the Predator kids. We have um, the kids uh, coming up through the Stafford Highlanders and, and, and through um, 
you know, the Fredericksburg teams. Um, so it, it's exciting to see what's coming up in Virginia because of the great youth coaches, because of what we have some amazing high school coaches and clubs. And uh, I know at least in Northern Virginia, we have so many kids bought in to competing in the off season. So, uh, and that translates to successful wrestlers at the next level. As we move on to wrestling at the next level, uh, if you look at the Intermat commitment list, you'll see a list of 18 Virginia seniors that have committed to compete uh, to enroll in college and, and wrestle at the next level. Some of those are Division One. You've got some uh, some small schools in there, uh, Division Two, II, Division Three, the NAIA. Uh, Brian, you've got a couple guys going that way. So do you, Bill? And uh, let's you know some of the names that people might know nationally. Uh, Dylan Wisman from Millbrook. He's going to Missouri. Uh, obviously, Bill, one of your kids, Patrick Grayson, going to go to Nebraska. Uh, there's just it, you've got all sorts of kids now committing. You got these kids committing early. You know, what's it mean to see from you guys that have that have been here for a while, Andrew? I'm going to defer this to Bill and uh, and Brian here, but there's 18 kids that are already committed to go wrestle on the next level, and we're not even into the late signing period yet. Season hasn't even started yet. Yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, Dylan and uh, you mentioned. Uh, Patrick and uh, Brian's got uh, Pasquale going to Stanford, Corbin Allen going to UVA, J.D. Gregory going to West Virginia. Um, you know, we had a junior uh, verbal to Virginia Tech the other day, um, T.J. Allen from Hanover. Um, it, it's awesome to, to see that. And uh, all those guys um, have come through the system. Um, have been wrestling with Virginia Wrestling Association and, and with their teams and such. And, and I mean, that's a, that's a lot of guys for this time. We haven't seen that in a while from Virginia. So that, that's, that's promising. Um, you know, you, you look at Virginia Tech right now. They beat Ohio State uh, a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago, and uh, they've got a lot of Virginia kids that have come through the system um, wrestling for them. So, you know, been part of the – part of all that it's it's great to see good times and and i think it translates to just how well uh you know we're representing our state by by taking our kids to these big events we're we're going to iron man uh many virginia teams beast of the east escape the rock all these big events where uh we're getting college exposure we have great athletes in virginia uh unfortunately we just haven't had the ability maybe to get seen as much because we were thought of a, a, a middle to lower middle tier state. Uh, now our great athletes are getting seen. Um, we have great leaders in our, in our school. I have two young men uh, who are going to Naval Academy prep and West Point prep. Um, Austin Riggs going to Navy prep and, and Mason Rockman going to air um, to West Point prep. And uh, I know that Bill has um, Riley right now out at um, Air Force Academy um, so we, we're, we're building great leaders and building great wrestlers, and now we're getting the respect to get picked up. Yeah, and you look at the guys and where they're going. It's, it's You've got a good mix. Uh, I believe almost every Virginia school has gotten uh, gotten a commitment. VMI, George Mason, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Old Dominion have got Virginia kids. And you've got your service academies, as you mentioned. Air Force has got a kid from Atoka heading out there. You've mentioned Army and Navy. And then down at down at Campbell, a couple kids actually. Bill, you're sending a kid down to Campbell to wrestle for Kerry Colat, yep. and uh, Colat's also coming up to to do some camps. I understand or clinics fairly soon. Brian, we're going to be taking Kerry Colat down to Pocosa uh, Middle School on Friday night uh, to uh, conduct a little clinic for uh, the Sova Youth League, formerly the Peninsula Youth League. Um, so we'll be in your stomping grounds. Um, but uh, no, these these clinics. 
clinics that we have this weekend, uh, the, the one on Saturday will be up in Northern Virginia for the Northern Virginia Federation. Um, these are merely a kickoff to the folk style season uh, put on and sponsored by USA Wrestling um, for two of the largest youth leagues uh, in the entire USA Wrestling network. I mean, the, uh, the Northern Virginia Federation is bigger than the entire state of Oklahoma's chapter of USA Wrestling. Um, so, so when you have numbers like that, uh, the folks out in Colorado Springs uh, want to do something for them, and, and, uh, and they're sending Colot out to uh, teach some technique and, uh, and just get everybody excited about the, uh, the upcoming folk style season. So we're, we're excited to have, uh, have Colot coming to uh, see us, and, and I'm going to drag him out to the uh, Skyline Elite opener when we're done on Saturday afternoon to watch uh, Robinson, Colonial Forge, Christiansburg, Hanover, uh, all the big boys in Virginia will be out in Front Royal for the first weekend of the high school season too. So exciting, exciting week here in Virginia. Now, as you guys touched on the fact that there are more teams and more teams out there getting seen, Bill, this is the most Virginia teams I think I've ever seen that are going to be participating in the Beast of the East this year. Yeah, um, I don't know how many it was, 26 maybe? Uh, 26. Yeah, it used to be like four. It used to be four, yeah. Um, you know, and part of that is a lot of people are taking uh, not just Virginia schools, but they're taking their best kids and they're getting them into the beast, whether it's, you know, six or seven and not taking, getting to have to take the full team, which helps as well. But, I mean, that's awesome. And, and you know, with Virginia going to the six uh, public school classifications and a private school division, I, I think it's more important for our kids to get to, if they can, with their teams, the Ironman, the Beast of the East, uh, escape the rock type tournaments, and even uh, it becomes more important to get to some of the USA regional tournaments and then out to Fargo so we can get seen and get noticed. And uh, it's been taking place, and, and that, that's, that's good stuff. I'm glad people are following that and trying and working to get their teams out and, and seen. Now, this wasn't on, on our agenda of things we we're going to talk about, but it's something you, you just touched on with the six classes and seven when you include the private schools. It used to be the argument about the classes was whether or not the St. Christopher's kids should be ranked in the Central Region website's rankings. Now it's like, Bill, you had the AAA rankings. I had the AA rankings. Scott Tucker had the single A rankings. And, it was, and then uh, we had a private school guy do the private school rankings. Ah, oh, we're good. Okay, four, that's a lot. But now we've got seven yeah. What is going on? I mean, I don't, I don't want to totally berate the VHSL on our, on our first podcast here because, uh, you know, VAWA uses uh, school facilities and things of that nature. But seven state champions come from Virginia. And uh, I actually let – me, let me backtrack a little bit. And I was sitting with Mike McCormick and, uh, his, his, and some of the Pocosin folks at the uh, NCAA championships last year. And uh, Kyle Poltney was, was sitting there across the table from me, a kid from Pocosin, and – uh, he was one of the kids that uh, qualified for the state tournament and uh, didn't win a match and got eighth place. And I remember ask I, I remember asking him, I was like, "You're eighth in the state, and you know how, how do you do?" It's like, dude, I went zero and three. I don't want that medal. I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but you know, I, it's I'm looking, I'm trying to watch this thing, and you know, Robinson, you know, Brian, you guys do a great job hosting the uh, what the formerly AAA state championships. I guess now the five A, six A, and then out in, in Salem where you win by a pin. By a pin is, foul. Uh, no, don't you ever say that <laughs> on this show again. Bitter. I will. Yeah, I know where you live, Hazard. I know. It's a long drive. But uh, anyway, let's, let's – let, you know, get the four classes. 
out in Salem. The private schools uh, usually typically, uh, you know, float around from uh, different parts of the state. And I remember one year they were even hosted at the ODU Fieldhouse, which I don't think exists anymore. But I look at it in seven classes, and I'm sitting there going, what is going on here? I just want, first of all, let's start with Brian on, uh, you know, what what VAWA can do, I guess, to kind of counteract what seems to be a, a ruling nobody in the state of Virginia from a wrestling standpoint seems to, 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 to like. Uh, you know, uh, we, we, again, we're never going to be able to counteract it. It's going to happen. So as, as we look forward as VAWA, you know, we have the – the sites of one through four, a there in Salem and the five and six are at Robinson this year. We just need a presence there. We have guys like Andrew and, and other people who are going to be there handing out information. Here's where you need to go to get exposed. Um, honestly, I don't know how many college coaches are going to show up to the, to the five and six a tournament because it's, 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 it is a little bit diluted. So as an association, we really need to, to use our grassroots and beat the streets and say, Hey, we need you guys to be a part of what we're doing at the, at the whole state level with the regional tournaments, with the state tournaments, even well, with Frank Lapoli's all state tournament um, to, to see who the best is in Virginia and to get these guys exposed. Bill, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I think Brian's right on a point there. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of the six classes for the public schools. Um, you know, the HSL, like you said, you don't want to bash them. It works good for some sports. Um, you know, you, t- you talk to swimming coaches and track coaches and wrestling coaches, uh, the individual sports, they, we don't seem to like it as much. The team sports seem to like it a little better. Um, I don't think we're a big enough state to have, you know, seven – champions in, in the sport of wrestling and uh like brian said you know that's where where vawa can help a little bit you know we we help the virginia challenge with their all-state tournament they're trying to get off the ground the last year's first year had some really good kids need some more of the best kids in the state and then you know getting them to, to uh transition from free uh folks out of freestyle and greco and wrestle in that state tournament where all one division they can all get there and we can find out who the best kid is um, you know, and it, it does, it does have some good things. Uh, you know, I was looking at skyline. We have three state champions, I think at 126 and they won six, a five, a and four, a, which they would all been in triple a year before, which would have made a heck of a bracket. But, you know, now they all come together and, and you're saying, well, you got three state champs there. So that, that creates excitement, um, for the sport, which we need as well. So you know, there's some, uh, to me, it's more negative. And positive, but there are some positives, you know, and you need to try to find it, and you know, work within the system. and And we, as an organization, do need to do some things to uh, help with that in some fashion. Not not one hundred percent sure what it is. Like the all state um, thing, the VAC is doing is, is one way, and and we'll come up with some others as well. Uh, and Andrew, over the years, from what what I recall, it there there wasn't always a whole lot of uh, private school participation in the off season. I guess some of that may be because. Uh, some of the schools in uh, the, the private schools of Virginia are boarding schools. The kids live out of state, things of that nature. But uh, what have you, what have you seen from uh, you know? Obviously, Rob Previous down there at St. Chris and and John Gordon have, have you know gotten the kids from that school involved. But uh, fr- from a private school angle, what can we do to get more kids from uh, from the preps, as we call them, uh, into into uh, competing in VAWA events in the summer? 
Sure. I think the biggest thing is just educating our coaches and wrestlers that uh, off-season wrestling is, is the ticket to uh, the podium at the National Prep Tournament, uh, to, to winning a state title, and, and, and to possibly pursue opportunities uh, at the college level. But, but from a state perspective, the biggest thing that we can do is, uh, is continue to uh, you know, help clubs grow because we in Virginia have a very strong high school culture um, you know, from a national perspective, but we don't really have a strong club culture. We have, you know, a few clubs that are really getting it going, like Predator and, and Roy Hill's uh, club, Gunston, that he hosts at Hayfield, is, uh, has had strong numbers for, for the past 20 years. But um, uh, we need more operations like that. You know, the Tim Meininger down in Roanoke uh, with Raw, Roanoke Area Wrestling, is, has a good thing going. Um, you know, the guys that are running the Hanover Hawkeye uh, Club, um, you know, have, have really, uh, you know, established themselves in just a few years. But, but uh, no, helping build a club culture uh, and then directing our private school kids to, uh, to these clubs is, is huge. And, and one thing that we really noticed in Fargo was the, uh, the kids that were competing in Fargo who were members of these established clubs were ready for that tournament. Um, the, the kids that didn't come from an established club kind of struggled with uh, – you know, their, their freestyle and Greco skills. So as we can continue to help clubs and outlying areas grow, I think we'll see more and more kids from smaller school divisions and the private schools, uh, uh, you know, get involved with the freestyle and Greco season. All right. And Bill, you mentioned, uh, earlier in the program that, uh, Sarah Bohora was, uh, coaching with the youth Olympic games. And actually she was actually in the corner for Mason Manville during his, uh, youth Olympic games, uh, gold medal match. But, uh, you know, she's got a long career. Uh, most people, again, know her as, as Sarah Fulp Allen, uh, lives down in uh, the Hampton Roads area. You know, helping develop and foster women's wrestling in Virginia is also a key component of what VAWA is trying to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we, we had tremendous growth last year with Sarah's first year in. She's getting way more familiar with Virginia and making contacts, and she's out there beating the bushes and uh, finding the girls that are wrestling on high school teams and in youth clubs and trying to get them involved, and our, our women's numbers are, are growing um, as well. We had three women's All-Americans. That's the first time we've ever done that uh, this past summer in Fargo, and uh, she's on top of it. She's now the uh, women's director as well, and she's, she's all about growing it, and we want to give her all the support we can um, to help continue to grow that. So for those out there listening, Bill, where can uh, obviously we we got virginiawrestling.com where you can find out information on on clubs and whatnot. And just from from an outsider perspective, how hard is it to sign up for a wrestling club once the high school season's over? Oh, it's it's not hard at all. Um, you know, and you can find those again on virginiawrestling.com or on the mat.com at USA site. And you know, you, you download their app, it'll find a club for you closest to you just from the app. Um, but, uh, they're out there. Um, you know, some of them charge, some of them are, a lot of them are free. Um, there's lots of opportunities, uh, to get involved in Freestyle Greco. And, uh, hopefully the end of February, we're going to do a clinic, uh, transition from folk style to Freestyle Greco. And, uh, we'll, we'll be making an announcement soon, hopefully, and we hope to get a lot of kids out so they can see how they can trans how it transitions and, and how it will help them become a better folk style wrestler. And, you know, having a USA card is so important too uh, for, for these kids who are, are traveling the country. Uh, 
just the insurance opportunity that you have by by becoming a member of U, of USA Wrestling is very beneficial to a lot of parents. Um, anything that that is catastrophic, USA Wrestling is going to help cover. So that that helps. Um, and we do a lot of coaches education. We just had a great um, bronze level clinic, and we talk a lot about risk management. Just the fact that these kids are covered and our coaches are covered uh, can 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 set them apart. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.